just stop doing that. Are we even going to acknowledge that we haven't been on for like a month? I looked on the thing. It said a month. I'm like, oh, that long. Huh. Did the time start? Okay. Hello. Welcome to our podcast. Our so Okay, let me do that again. Okay. <laughs> Hi, welcome to our So Called Life podcast. I'm Leona. I'm Erin. And we have taken a hiatus for a while. Uh, I guess maybe we should have extended our spring into summer because our schedules just weren't aligned. So it's been about a month since we've recorded something. Uh, and we tried to not talk in between our podcast. And evidently we broke that <laughs> because it was so long. Um, so how are you doing, Erin? I am good. It, like you said, things have been really busy with summer schedules and like the end of the year. And I've got a kid going into senior year and a kid going into the last year of middle school. So there's like a lot of stuff. And then, yeah, just some transition going on at work. And just, yeah, it's it's been, I feel like every week I'm like, this day works. And then the day comes and I'm like, it doesn't work. And then I'm like, another day is going to work. And then like, before I know it, we're on to the next week. And it's just like, oh my God. And the weeks are just going by really, really fast. And a month went by. And um, no, just a little, I, I guess, footnote for our last episode, season two, episode one, the one with Brandy. Brandy, during the recording, had COVID, which I did not know. And uh, she tested earlier that morning when we recorded. And she didn't want to let either of us down. So she ended up still coming on a fever of like 102. She was not feeling well. So I think what we may do is record her again and kind of catch up and stuff. I know that there has been some um, developments going on with her. So I think uh, having her back on would not be a bad idea. So look out for that episode. Uh, we have been the same schedule. Shane has baseball. Shane seems to have more of a social life than any of the people in our house. Uh, Ryan hasn't been home for the last few weeks. <laughs> I know he is a uh, house sitting and hanging out with a girlfriend, not girlfriend, <laughs> not girlfriend. Okay, and I'm not, he's probably going to shrivel up into a corner now that I'm talking about that on on here. But we did meet her. I'm not sure if I told you. No. Yeah. So uh, Mario and uh, Ryan. Mario's my husband. Ryan is my oldest. He's 25. Play on the same softball team, and so um, she came to watch the softball game and I can say we are more alike than different <laughs> okay but let me get this straight she's not his girlfriend but she's coming to watch softball because that sounds very girlfriendy ish yeah so softball game and it's boring as fuck <laughs> so I'm not I yes the girlfriend not girlfriend we are exclusive we don't have the label though we don't like the label I'm I'm not sure what that is. And I'm, you know, now that I've said it out loud, if we can have Ryan on here to explain, that would be awesome. So this is my way of hooking my own child into it because I have asked him to come on and he's like, what are we going to talk about? I'm like, I don't know, whatever it is that we <laughs> would normally talk about. So um, that's that. That was a couple weeks ago. Love her. Love her. She crafts. So, you know, that's, an, I know I was, so I was cleaning out this, um, the craft room and I got rid of a whole bunch of stuff. I put it in a bag, gave it to Ryan to give to her. And so she's been using like my stuff and she was like, oh my goodness, thank you so much. Made us an ube cheesecake. I don't know what that is. It is ube, kind of like purple sweet potato 
it's in a cheesecake. Now that I've said it out loud, probably sounds foul to some, but uh, <laughs> it's really good. It was really good. Purple uh, cheesecake thing. Ryan said he made the the little whip topping that went on top of it, but you know, whatever. Um, but she she bakes, she brings kimchi home to the house in repurposed glass stuff, which recycled to my heart, right? Like that's a straight arrow to it. And um, yeah, she likes cats. That's the only downfall, no dogs. So I, I know that I'm gonna do with that. Maybe uh, we'll trot one of the dogs over. So maybe <laughs> to convince her that she can be a dog person, but Nice gal. I dug her. I think uh, I asked Ryan the next day what she thought of our, because, um, you know, softball games are an hour. So we hung out for, <laughs> we That's hung out. Just an hour? Because Peyton's were like six hours. Right. So like they have two games and then it's an hour. It's, it's time limit, right? So it was two hours and they get there like 30 minutes, 45 minutes before the game. So we were hung out for quite a bit. But um, yeah, so nice, nice gal. And um, so he hasn't been here. He's been house-sitting. Uh, she was house-sitting for one of her friends, and she went out of town, so Ryan picked up the slack with that. And then so I, I haven't really seen him. I say that as though I don't love my child, but it is nice to keep drinks in the fridge, and I come back in the morning, and the same drinks are in my fridge. So that – and Shane can leave his chips out <laughs> without it getting eaten. So. I do miss him though, but he should be coming uh, back next week or the following, I think. So, okay, <laughs> nice. Yeah, a little uh, somewhat empty nester. <laughs> a good practice. Uh, uh, I got sorry. you tattoo last. You night. know what? I saw that when you had your arm up, and I was like, "That's new." It, it, it's like last night new. So okay, because it's something that's red, right? So that yeah. matches like your other one, right? Don't you have another celestial? Oh, yeah. Like the. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Patrick calls it my Harry Potter tattoo. <laughs> okay. So talk to me about the tattoo. What, it, why, what came about? Like, why did you? Just a friend of mine uh, that I work with, her cousin is a tattoo artist in Chicago. And he comes here twice a year. And they do these big tattoo parties where he just tattoos people. And I was like, I wanted this one for a while but I'm lazy and my tattoo girl that I love who's done almost all my tattoos moved so I haven't replaced oh. her so I'm I'm hesitant like once I find someone I, I want to follow them till they die and so I'm really bad about trying new people um so that's probably why I have the same friends I've had forever because I'm new people just lazy. Me out. um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so my friend called and said do you want to come to this party and I was like sure and he did a great job and now he's coming back in six months and I already have like a whole nother one picked out so <laughs> can I say that I would not have have you would you have pictured yourself to like have multiple tattoos I feel like that's kind of you know, you went for one, and I was like, that's all it takes. It's all it takes. Seriously, it's so funny. I did not get my first tattoo till I was... So what was 2017? Yeah, five so years, was, six years, six years. So I was 40 or 37 or 30, yeah, 37. Never gotten one, um, and then literally got one, and yeah. Now I, like... I long for it. 
<laughs> like if it's been too long, I start like itching and I'm like, now I just want anything. So I have to like do it in a good time and timed way. Otherwise I like start looking at pictures of stupid shit. Stupid like, shit. It's like, I just want to feel the needle. Yeah. So I'm like, if this doesn't say so much about me and my personality, like, ugh. but I get the trust thing. I get finding, you know, my guy is in Texas. That's why I haven't gotten more than I have. <laughs> Cause I have a hard time, even when you look for recommendations, you know, that you try and I don't know, it's a weird relationship, I guess you have to have. Right. Well, and also like you might love somebody, but I don't like them. Like, I don't like the way they do stuff. So like, it doesn't matter if you think they're the best person ever. Like, it's kind of funny when you see like posts like that and you ask for recommendations and then people put in the comments like, oh, they did this for me. And you're like, I wouldn't go around. like, <laughs> Right. <laughs> I want to go around bragging about that one. That's not really. <laughs> like, Thanks for letting me know who I'm not going to look, but I appreciate you. I like that kind of courage, though. That kind of confidence. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So one of the things, like, do you listen to podcasts? Yes. But I probably don't listen to the same ones you do. I bet we do. I bet we listen to some of them. But so Glennon Doyle has her podcast, We Can Do Hard Things. And if you, you probably don't need to listen to it because you're the most like self-aware and self-healed person I've ever met. But like, if you want therapy and you can't afford therapy you should just start listening to this podcast and then like some episodes I'm like oh this doesn't really this doesn't really resonate and then there's episodes like today where like I literally kept having to pause it and like put my head down because I was like oh my god this I felt like so seen as a person and I was like Oh, and I'm just like taking notes for my actual therapist where I'm like, okay, we need to, we need to talk about this. Cause this, like, I'm crying at my desk when she talked about this. Um, so yeah, like it was today, it made me think a lot about women and relationships and the, like, there's been this battle, you know, unintentionally but I think it's just there I'm not even sure sure who started it probably a man but between like working moms and not working moms and you know military moms and not military moms and I I don't really feel like men ever fucking compete for shit like they just like blindly accept each other which is annoying because I wish that women did this you and I started that Facebook group you know what 15 15 years you know, for that purpose. And I think it's gotten so much better. But then I hear things like this. So a very close friend of mine, my bestie, if you will, was at a luncheon of some sort with a group of women that she used to work with. And one of the ladies who I've known her and she can be quite abrasive, but still, um, turned to her and kind of said so what are you doing these days are you working and my friend said no you know I'm not working right now and she said oh so you're just using your husband's paycheck to fund your hobbies what like when I tell you girlfriend is so glad I wasn't at that luncheon she should be so glad I wasn't at that luncheon because something would have been thrown like How do you talk to somebody like that? Like, how do you just assume that you even know what's going on? How do you not? What if my friend had cancer? 
and hadn't told anybody and was like, I'm home doing shit. I mean, I have uh, another really good friend. I know she doesn't mind me saying her name, Lori. Uh, we worked at state together. We went to high school together. Her son had leukemia. She left her job to stay home because he had to go to the hospital every day. She didn't speak to this a lot, but like she wasn't a stay-at-home mom. And even if she was, who fucking cares? Like, who cares? I always say this about man relationships and I say it all the time because men can walk into, you know, if they're wearing a baseball cap from like a football team or whatever, bam, that's an in, right? They just come, Oh, Hey, so how was Monday night when it's football season, right? Or base, whatever it is, whatever thing that they're wearing, they just, and they don't give a shit. They don't. It's this weird, we can talk about anything and everything and there's no ulterior motive to it. There's no dig to it. Even if they're not on the same, like they're for the same team, they just are okay with it. It's okay to not have like the same team. And it's not a rib. They don't dig at each other. It's just this weird male bomb thing that I admire. And yeah. I say that all the time because most of the time when I'm out, I'm normally the only girl when we go out, right? There may be a wife there. There may be whatever. But most of the time, like if I go to the softball game or something, I'm usually the only female there. And Mario's team is all men. So usually I'm the only girl. So I, I always get in awe of how they can, and they'll do whatever for each other. There's no like, oh, they could have just met. And the guy could have been like, oh, you know, I need help moving, whatever. Okay, let's go. Grab a pizza, whatever. We're done. There's no thinking emotionally about things. There's no in-depth conversation about stuff. There's just this sort of, relationship thing that's just easy Mm -hmm. not so easy with women and I'm not sure in that situation I'm not even sure like what where that came from (laughs) and what business is it of somebody else how someone is using their time like I don't I don't understand where that is. Like I don't I don't get how you can say it's a jab, right? Can we agree that it's a jab? It was the lowest form of a job. And honestly, the part that really got me, that like the part that made me want to throw something was not the insinuation that she didn't have a job or that she was staying home. It was the you're using your husband's money to fund your hobbies. That was just an like you just took what was gonna be a dig anyways and threw fire and gasoline on it like first of all don't come out my marriage you don't even fucking know my marriage like you don't know anything about me you know what I mean like you don't even know our situation or you know maybe my husband's love language is funding my hobbies maybe my hobbies make money for our family like you don't know, but you know that like that was never discussed. Is what I'm guessing. <laughs> like that was never that was never. I don't understand it. I don't know why there's a need to be so catty. And I feel like when she said that, that was more a reflection on who she is and what her insecurity is and in, within herself and her relationship than what it was to the person she was saying that to. I 100% agree, agree. And I do think that just like bullies in high school, we've told our kids forever, you know, 
if somebody's going after you, they clearly feel insecure or they're jealous of something that you have. Like, And I think that is true in this case for sure. But again, I just, I, I do feel like I grew up kind of opposite you. Like my whole family is women. Like I have three sisters. Most of my cousins are female. Like most of my nieces, um, like we have one nephew and the rest are nieces. I had two girls. Um, I grew up with really strong female relationships, you know, my whole life. So I do tend to gravitate towards women. Most of my friends right now, like I do have some guy friends on the peripheral, but they're either husbands of my really good friends, or if they're, if they're my friends outright, I know both couples, like, you know, like I also know their wives or whatnot, but I do tend to gravitate towards women to hang out with. And I don't know whether it's, I don't, I don't choose to hang around people like that. Like if you start getting catty, like I immediately remove you as like somebody that's not going to be part of my circle because I don't like it. And I don't ever want to put anybody that I'm with in a position to be hurt. So like, if you're a catty person, like you're just not in my circle at all. But I just, I don't, I don't get it in 2023 that this is still a battle. Like who stays home? Cause honestly, I'll tell you right now, and you have the same perspective. We did both. Like I stayed home for years with my kids, but then I also went back to work and I will tell you, both of them are really hard. Are hard. Are hard. Difficult to stay at home with children. It is mentally, physically, and emotionally draining. Like you come to the end of your day, which by the way, you don't get a lunch break. You don't get a 15 minute smoke break. You don't even get a pee break. Like if your kids are bothering you, you don't have any options at work. When people bother me, I put my headphones in and I go on do not disturb. And then I go back to my job. So in a lot of ways for me personally, not knocking working women for me, being at work was so much easier than being a stay at home mom. I enjoy going to work. I enjoy participating with adults and getting my work done and being left alone and then getting to come home and enjoy my children. Mm -hmm. I feel like for me, just for me, when I was home, I didn't enjoy my children as much because I saw them all the time. They never left my sight. Mm -hmm. Um, I admire so much all the women, yourself included, that are such good moms and are doing crafts and like doing activities with their kids and like teaching them all these things. Like that wasn't me. Like, I don't, I don't know how to do any of that. I'll bake cookies with you. Yeah. Like, that's about it. I like, I was not that crafty mom. I was not that, you know, I wasn't good at that. I think for me, it, it, that would be a difficult situation because I've worked from home since Ryan was little. I've always found something to do to work from home. And by work, I mean, I have made money working from home. You know what I mean? Like, and so you know, when I was working outside the home and even like last week I had this discussion with Mario, I was like, I have no idea how we did it because his schedule is crazy. And, you know, with the kids and stuff, I don't even know how we did it when both of us were outside of the house. Right. Cause like, I have no idea how anything even got done, how we got fed, how, how did they even get groceries? You know, <laughs> cause mm-hmm. you know, now we do curbside. I didn't do curbside before one of us went to the grocery store, you know? So I I wondered how that, but you do it, you do whatever it is 
that it takes to to manage your house, whatever that looks like, whatever that is, whoever can pick up to do some heavy lifting, the other person picks up the other stuff, right? Like things fall through the crack and we're not all gonna pick up all the things. But when I worked outside the house, I guess that was some sort of visual that I got up, put on real clothes and I left the house. That's like, you, you look like you're working. But now that I'm at home and it's almost three years now that I came back home, that now it just looks like I'm just not doing anything. So a dig like that, I feel would have had a reaction on my half if somehow it made like me feel some kind of way, right? Like if, if it was like you or somebody else who was close to me and they decided in that instance, with a crowd of other people, not like it would matter, but the fact that there were other ears there to do a dig and thought it was funny would have me question our relationship. Whole friendship, like the whole friendship, like they'd love the last 15 years, like the whole, like we're questioning everything. Cause to me, my first question is, do we need to talk about something? Like, do you, what? Is there like underlying stuff happening? Like, why would you say that? Right. Also, that's the other thing. Can we just put that out here right now for all of our five listeners? If both people are not laughing, it's not funny. It's not funny. Ever, 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 ever. It's bullying. It is fucking bullying. And I know that's like a trigger word. Everybody's like, don't say it if it's not real. But if you are making a dig at somebody or making people laugh at someone at their expense... It is a dig. It is not funny. This is such a big deal. Like, I had this whole epiphany recently. I went to Tennessee to see my boyfriend's kids. It was a fantastic trip. They are wonderful, just unique, exciting, artistic, awesome kids. And one of the things we did there was um, feed ducks and geese. And you know, for the listeners out here that don't know, I'm like phobically scared of birds. Like season, point, season one, episode two. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So like it's bad. Yes, please. Thank you. I wasn't sure if we talked about that. But like I like like I had I fainted at decoys at the school. Like I am terrified of birds, but they wanted to go to this park and feed the ducks. And so I went. And I ended up feeding the ducks and I had a good time. I kind of stayed like with a, in a healthy distance of them, but I went and I actually relaxed and I had a good time. And it was the closest I've ever been to a bird, probably since I was a toddler. And the not that night I was laying in bed in the cabin and the boys were playing with their dad video games. And I kind of had time by myself to think about it. And I was like, wow, why? Like, how did I do that? But you know what it is? It's because Patrick is the first man I've ever been with that makes me feel so safe that I knew in my heart that he wasn't going to let anything happen. Like if the birds had gotten close, if things had gone round, like he was going to make sure that it was not a bad experience for me. Whereas previous relationships, they would have found it funny to throw something at the birds to get them to fly in my direction or to lightly push me towards a bird. Like, cause it's funny to them, but like to to them, them. (laughs) just like the same thing. Like, I don't like being jump scared. 
it's not, it's not comfortable for me. It's, I don't like it. I don't, I don't find joy in it at all. And when I tell people that, and then they turn around and make it their mission to do it in my head, you're not a safe person for me to be around. So like, that was my epiphany in Tennessee was like, oh my God, for the first time in my life, I'm with somebody who cares about me, who protects me, who loves me, who doesn't find it funny to make me uncomfortable or to not feel safe. And it was like, oh, so that was like a moment for me that was like, oh, so I have been surrounding myself with dickheads, basically. <laughs> like, but like you said, like I'm at the point in my life where I like previously I was such a people pleaser that when somebody did something like that or crossed that boundary, I'd be like, that's eh, fine. Like, I'll just get over it. But honestly, I feel like in the last two years and COVID helped with this a lot. So did working two jobs and the experiences I've had in the last two years. But like for me, if you cross a boundary, like I'm immediately aware of it. And I might not say anything to you. It depends on our relationship. Like right. I said, like if it was you, yeah. of course I'd be like, mm, <laughs> like we need to talk about it. Right. But if you're just somebody in my life, maybe you're new, maybe you're somebody I don't hang out with very much. Maybe you're passing, you know, through. <laughs> you're passing through. If you cross a boundary, you're like on my watch list. Yeah. Like you're no longer somebody who like, I'm going to go and do something with that I would deem like not okay. Like. I'm not trusting you at right. any part of my life. Like you've been moved to like an acquaintance. Like well, that. And, and you we know, are- I always, I always say like, you know, my time here on earth is very limited <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to spend my time with people who just don't appreciate our time together. Right. And don't respect and, the time. Right. Right. And I don't need, I mean, like, I, I don't feel like in that instant being aggressive about something would have been good. You know, you're around other people. It was a social event. Maybe, you know, like maybe not, not a good time. Maybe on the side would have been like, you know, but is that, is that a relationship you're wanting to foster though? Like, I'm not sure if that, if that came straight out of the gate to you as being funny, maybe we're just not like you know, you're passing through too. Like maybe this is a time where we're like, we're done too. Yeah. I've been trying to like be very intentional with my relationships, especially as I've gotten older. And I've also been trying to like, really like not cut people off in like a hostile burn bridge type of way, but more just like closed chapters. Like, you know what? You were here for a story or a you know like a chapter but you're you're not here for the book so like you can't you can't keep looking back right we can't keep building on like oh we did this thing five years ago and this is what makes the friendship like it needs to be fostered yeah and if if it's not and it doesn't even mean time it just means like when we do see each other when we even in social media if we interact with each other and it's cool and you're rooting for me and I'm rooting for you because I will always root for you, even if like we may not talk for you know, years. I will always root for you. And then, you know, maybe you don't anymore. And that's like, that's OK, too, dude. Like we don't we don't have to be thick and thin if we were five years ago and we did some stuff together. And that was fun. And that was fun. That doesn't invalidate our experience or right. our friendship then. But right now, what you need and what I need may be two different things. Right. Absolutely. 
though. And I do think it's, it's, I don't, I don't want to use the word dead weight, but like, I do feel like sometimes I, for me, I'm going to keep stressing that. So like, I don't get canceled. Yeah. Um, for me, I, my circle is so protected. Um, I think that started for me when I got divorced because there was so much drama around like people's opinions of me and like what they thought happened and like people's relation, my relationship with people changed. And I really kind of saw like who stayed in my life and who didn't. And like, I put value on that, but like, again, it doesn't have to be like this hostile thing, but it, but I'm not going to keep you near me. Cause at that point you're dead weight and you're sinking the boat. Like I'm going to cut you off so that I don't spend time with you that's not respectful and not intentional. And therefore I'm not actually spending the time with the people in my life that I should be spending time with. So basically it's like, I like Marie Kondi my life. Like if you're not bringing me joy, like yeah. you're not in it at any point. And it doesn't mean you never did. I feel like sometimes people feel that guilt, right? Like, oh my yeah. gosh, you've been my friends for like 20 years. How can I? Well, I mean, people change. And that's not a bad thing on either end. You know, like we may have changed into different, I, I hope <laughs> after 20 years you change, but change into different people. And it doesn't mean that they're bad people. It just means like right now what I need in my circle is not that kind of negative talk, right? Like, mm-hmm. But I also need flows. Like I think that you can take a break too, and then you know find yourself back in the same place five years from now, right. and maybe you're closer again. You know, it's kind of like sisters. So like, because I have so many, but like you know, at different stages of my life, I was closer to certain sisters and less close to others. And then like as I moved through the season of my life, I would get close. You know, like things would change. Yeah. So like. You know, my sister Mary Kay and I were not particularly close growing up. We're very different, Capricorn. Um, and so we were very different. We we even though we we're literally Irish twins, 18 months apart, we weren't close. But then when we both started having babies and getting married, it was like, well, we were the only two sisters that had babies and were getting married. So it was like we not like naturally kind of gravitated towards each other for that season. You know what I mean? So like I think it kind of happens like that. It does. And it's okay. I don't, yeah. people get really str- hung up on the fact that like either time-wise or it's difficult to, or, you know, I feel like other people need to be also self-evaluating of their own relationship with you too. And it's not just, it's mutual, right? Friendship, relationship. And I say relationship is the same as friendship. You need to foster it the same, right? And different. Yeah. So I, something today that I thought was great. And I like, I wish it was like a real thing. And maybe I'll do it in my relationship now that I have one. Um, but they said that, that they, they wish that marriages were like, um, like every seven years you had to redo it. Like every seven years, it was like your contract, like your phone, it ended and you had to like look at each other and be like, so are we going to do this for another seven years? Or are we going to get out of it? Like, and I think that's so true. Like, I think that's so useful to like be able to take stock and be like, okay, we have the option. Like the, the person was saying like, if there was no like marriage, divorce, like whatever, like you could literally just like decide at the seven year mark 
we're not going to check the box. We're going to go our separate ways. Like, how great would that be? (laughs) And be like, yeah, you know what? You were great to me for seven years. I'm not going to like poo-poo our time together. But for the next seven, I think I'm going to go it alone or I'm going to go with somebody else or like whatever. I think you can do the same thing with friends. I think you can check in and be like, hmm, does this person really serve me? Am I serving them? Like the same, like, you know, am I being a good friend to them at this point? You know, the same. You cannot do it with the children. I should put that caveat on. (laughs) Or do you have, do you you have what's in you to be a friend to someone else too, though? If I am not in a good place, right? I can't, I can't help you. And that's not even like me being an asshole about it. That's just me trying to, I'm saving you from, (laughs) from, the potential Titanic that may be happening, you know, like, and, and I'll be back. Don't just bookmark me for a second. I'll be right back (laughs) and, and we can go on. But, and I wish whoever said that (laughs) would be more self-reflective and would be, and I don't think, I don't think she will be, I I think it'll just be a, and even if you remember it, like, I, I feel like that's the thing. Sometimes people just say stuff and then, she so said by the time that the luncheon was over. So flippant. Like, it's just so, like, in the air and not even, oh, I said that? <laughs> See, this is the point in the reality show where I would have turned the table over. <laughs> I would have been so mad. Awkward, to say the least. I don't know why it's so difficult. I don't know why. And I think it's also this kind of phase in our life that we need to evaluate who's in it. I think you should always constantly do that. But I think at certain times you're just so busy just surviving <laughs> that you don't really take stock in that kind of a thing. What is what is serving me? And am I how am I being of service to others? How am I helping to be that friend to somebody else? Because you're too busy with kids and whatever in order to try and carve out that time, right? Yeah, for sure. Ugh, being a grown-up is hard. It sucks. Growing up sucks. <laughs> but I had to make a very grown-up decision this week, and it was really hard. I'm still mourning it. Uh-oh. Do you want to get into that? Not the phone, is it? <laughs> no. It's also a very grown-up decision. Um, I, now I feel like I'm by myself. Oh, my gosh. I know. <laughs> I was going to text you and then I was like, you're the last one. And I was like, I can't tell her. I have to tell her in person. Just so everybody knows, um, I'm an Android person. I just feel like it's like I've never really had an iPhone. We may have had um, iPods. Um, That's probably the extent. And in fact, when I went to go get my new phone, Getting an iPhone was on the thing because my niece, hi Taylor, was was giving me shit about it because she was like, "You need to get an iPhone because I'm the only one with what what color bubble am I? Am I blue? What am I? You're, you're green. I'm green. So evidently, I'm I'm screwing up the the family chat. So she's like, "You need to yeah. go get an iPhone." So I did stand there in the T-Mobile store, looking back and forth and back and forth, and I did just go get an Android. Why is because exact thing that you were saying. The thing that tipped it was a lady said, well, now you're going to have to get all iTunes things and your apps won't transfer. I'm like, well, you all know I'm lazy. 
Okay, well, I will say this. The apps don't transfer, but you can download them and they work on your phone. So like, I'm not on iTunes. I'm still on my Spotify, (laughs) my old lady Pandora and all my stuff. So like, it it sounded, it sounded, it sounded like work. And I, we were, at the time we were in Texas. And so I feel, you know, I'm sure if I was home and I had like the moments to like actually work through the phone, I would have worked through it. But we were in Texas and I went to the T-Mobile store and we did the thing. And I was like, I don't feel like I have it in me. To... I was just mentally exhausted. So I, I, I didn't. I didn't do it. So I, I, I still have Android. And I feel like I am few and far between in this. I apologize. <laughs> I know. And honestly, like, it, I, I saw more and more people leaving. And so, like, at this point, I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. But I will say, like, I've had some moments with it, like, Yesterday or this past weekend, Saturday morning at like seven in the morning, my dad was messaging me, but he was like sending pictures of a trip he took with my mom. So it was like every 10 seconds, it was like, ding, ding. (laughs) I don't know how to turn off the sound yet. So this was me Saturday morning. I was like, stop, be quiet. (laughs) Stop making sound. Turn off messages. Turn off notifications. Like I'm just screaming random words at the phone. Like I can't figure out what to do. Do you, do you have a um the Apple Watch though? No. Oh, okay. That's so this two. is just a Fitbit. This is so, just unrelated. Okay, that's, that's step two. I'm wanting to get some sort of tracker thingy. I feel like I need to track my steps because again, staying working from home, just like sedentary mode, and I I need to stop doing that because I need to like stop. Especially oh. with the uh, with the dogs and stuff, I need to get more. And then the weather's been nice lately, so. Anywho, what is the second thing? Oh, I'm kind of scared to ask. Should I ask? So I have made the very adult decision to cancel my hotel to see Taylor. <gasps> I was going to ask you for an update because that was like, was that last weekend, this weekend? No, this weekend. It's this weekend. It's Saturday night. So I, for anybody who's just catching up, I did not get Taylor tickets. I have tried. I have begged. I've cried. I've done everything I possibly can and I I cannot get a Taylor show to tickets. So my goal was to, I booked a hotel and I was going to drive to Pittsburgh and try to get tickets while I was there. And if I couldn't get tickets, I was just going to hang out in the parking lot. Loiter in the front. <laughs> However, after some self-reflection and, you know, being a, an adult, I realized that, A, I was spending like $400 on literally an eight-hour hotel stay because it was going to be like drive up, change, go to the concert, come back, go home. Hmm. And there's no guarantee I'm going to get tickets because the maybe 100 tickets that are available for Pittsburgh, I'm going to compete with like 10,000 people in the parking lot trying to get them. And so there's that. And then, you know, I'm starting to see like some of these parking lots are being shut down. Like they're not actually letting people hang out. So then I was faced with the, okay, do I drive four hours, spend $400 on a hotel to not be let in the parking lot? So now I'm just in Pittsburgh for nothing. I don't even have time to go do anything else in Pittsburgh because Father's Day is Sunday, so I have to get up at the crack of dawn and make my way back so I can spend the day with my dad. Yeah. Like, 
So it was like all these things. And so like the closer I got, I actually realized it was like causing me anxiety and like stress. And so I made the grown up decision to cancel my hotel and get my money back. I hope it goes to some other Swifty girl that gets to see Taylor. So this is just, you know, I've seen Taylor a couple times. This was just not my moment. So I'm trying to be okay with it. And I am like, you know, I'm traveling a lot. So I, I could use the money that I was going to spend on my like weird hotel for nothing. And I have a lot of other concerts coming up that I'm going to see. So more local, very local. (laughs) Um, so like, what's the difference between, I feel like her other concerts weren't as chaotic sounding. Like what's the difference? The difference between those concerts and every concert in existence, because she hit a world record is she's singing songs from every single album. So most artists, when they perform, they are highlighting their most recent album. So they'll sing maybe 20, 22 tracks from their old, from their recent album. Maybe sprinkle in some of the biggest hits. She is singing 46 songs spanning her entire career. So there's tracks from every single album. There's deep cuts. There's popular songs. It's a whole show. She's changing costumes seven times. It's very theatrical. It's two and a half hours, which is like most concerts are not two and a half hours long. Ah, since the diaper thing. People are keep talking about how people are wearing adult diapers. They are wearing diapers because they don't want to miss one second to go to the bathroom. People are training. They're walking on treadmills. They're standing. They're they're literally saying, don't drink. Don't drink. Like alcohol sales are are record-breaking low for this concert because people do not want to have to pee so they're just not drinking dude that's crazy but yeah so i'm super bummed that i'm not there but you know i've watched every fucking ep like they've live they live stream it every weekend so i've literally watched it this at this point i've watched it so many times i could do the eras tour if i wanted to right so but you're okay you're okay missing it. I'm not okay, but I'm trying <laughs> to be okay. I'm trying. To, I mean, yeah. Like if some, if randomly tomorrow I log in and there's like a three hundred dollar ticket in Pittsburgh, I will fucking buy it and I will get in my car and drive to Pittsburgh on Friday. Because you're not finding any, or are they they just stupid. Expensive? Oh no, they're still like well over two thousand dollars. And so the couples, the couple tickets, like the hundred dollar tickets that actually do drop. They're not dropping until like an hour before the concert. So like at that point, I have to either make the decision to go to Pittsburgh. Like if this was in DC, this would not be an issue. Yeah. Because I would (laughs) but like I can't time this. Like I'm such an OCD control freak and I can't control this because there's so many variables. I was going to ask how you felt about it being so last minute. Like, like even, yeah. So if it was DC, like, no, no issue. You're like, I don't get it. I'm going home. I can understand being all the way there, but if they still did the parking lot thing, like that could be an experience within itself. So, but they're not. And then they started saying on TikTok that like a lot of people, they aren't letting it through. Like it's not getting as big as it was. So now I'm like, I just don't want to take the chance. Yeah. 
That doesn't sound like a good choice. <laughs> so I'm always about the whole story, right? It's always like life is about experience and going out and having that story to come back and tell, but that doesn't seem like it's a No, like oh, what would my story be? Like I drove to Pittsburgh and looked nowhere and then drove back home. And like, I sat in a sat in a hotel room. <laughs> sorry. Like I can get overpriced margaritas here. <laughs> have to yeah well I'm sorry I know you were looking forward to it and it was like a whole thing but I think it's a good choice it's a good it's a smart choice and then yet like you said you get to go to you're doing other traveling things it's not like you're you know it's gonna just go go away or whatever you're still gonna be able to travel and stuff with it so that's good exactly so I'm just gonna it's it's fine it's fine (laughs) I can see how it's fine (laughs) It's totally fine. I'm great. <laughs> Everything's fine. Talk about it. No, it's, I actually like the more days have passed, the more I am like, you know what? I'm crazy busy. I'm spending a ton of money on travel right now. I don't have an extra $400 to just blow on nothing. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, I know myself well enough that if I was in Pittsburgh and I found a ticket for 900 bucks, I'd probably fucking oh. buy it. <laughs> be horrible i don't have nine like that's i don't have nine hundred dollars to spend on a ticket but i would do it so like at least now i'm not tempted to do that i would do it feel really bad about it but i still do it 100 do it i would feel horrible about it and then afterwards i'd be like what like after i calmed down from the from the high of it i would be like oh my god i can't pay my mortgage (laughs) but i have seen a lot of um like videos go by about it looks exciting i don't know i wish i felt that much passion <laughs> i know it's ridiculous that i feel this much for like a superstar it's not her though it's like her music is so yeah. good but i will say kelly clarkson put out it actually comes out a couple of days before my birthday her new album and the four or five songs that she's already released girlfriend basically documented her entire divorce journey in an album and it cuts deep like there are some tracks that like i literally listen to and i can't i've listened to the song 10 or 12 times and i can't get through it without crying like it's i could have written this album i feel so connected to it and i am flying to las vegas to see her on her last night sing these songs oh, nice. so I is mean, she doing like vegas shows or is it like she's doing a concert in vegas she's literally doing a a limited residency she's doing eight or i think nine shows and we're going to the last show nice so i did i did get that win yes no and, and i feel because you've been to other taylor swift concerts like this is a good one this is a and it's vegas Yes. I mean, what's to say bad about Vegas? My sisters. So I'll see all my sisters and my mom. Thank you, mommy, for buying the tickets. That's so sweet that you guys are going. When is that? It is in August. So I'm actually missing the first day of school because I am a killer mom. Remember when we were just talking about how I'm not a good mom? These are the reasons why I'm not a good mom. (laughs) They were like, the only day we can go is the first day of school. And I was like, book it. Okay. They're, I'm like, they're old. They're in eighth grade. Like, what are they going to do? They don't even want me to take pictures. No. Half the time they're yelling at me while I'm trying to take a picture. What so I'm like, hey, take selfies of yourself and send them to me. Like, have a good day, girls. What do you need me for? 
I'm right even. before they get out of school that day. Like that's the day I fly home. So I'll pick them up and we'll go get ice cream. Honestly, they probably won't even know I'm not here. <laughs> I guess they just act like, you know, <laughs> I'm just in bed. Just a shout out away. Yeah. <laughs> they start so early though, don't they? Right. They start like literally, I think it's like my kids start, I want to say like the 21st. Let me look. Like it's early this year. I think they're a week before. My kids are still in school, which is insane. Yeah, they so sent, The school sent an email today, Peyton School, the middle school, sent an email today that was like, please do not send them with backpacks anymore. We cleaned out the lockers and locked them. We're done. Then why the hell does she have to come for the next two days? Why don't you just say, don't come back? Is it, a full, is it a full day? It's a full day tomorrow, and it's a half day on Thursday. Because he's already coming out at like noon. <laughs> But that's what I'm saying. This is stupid. There's like, nothing. And I feel bad for elementary like teachers. They're like in it. Like in it. They're in all day. All day. The kids are crazy right now because they have so much. They're like ready for summer. It's hot out. <laughs> the pools are open. <laughs> like the pools are open. Like, oh my God, just call it. Yeah. Time of death. Yeah, I know. Can we just all agree? Can we just all sign something and agree, like, you know, this mutual thing of, like, let's get out two weeks earlier? Can I just tell you? I mean, maybe Fairfax County does a really good job after testing. They're like, let's engage the kids in fun stuff. Prince William County does not give a fuck. That kid has been sitting and watching movies since the end of May. Like, she took her SOLs, which she passed both. She good. She took them once, by the way, my special ed kid. And yes, she took them May like 24th. And then literally has been watching movies since. It's for the like retake, I think it, right? Like I, I feel like that's the only reason why we're here, right? You, like, like those kids no. come back in. <laughs> like I can't. I don't I don't even know why we're why it's happening high school they send an email and they're like hey if you're not taking a final don't come deuces <laughs> deuces don't even don't even bother showing up we'll just act like you're here yeah please i don't want to see your face like if you're not in here and taking this test please don't come and i feel again i feel like that should be a mutual like we can we should have that conversation yes like let's have that conversation of like you think i'm here I'll just say I'm here. <laughs> Let's be good with that. Conversation with my job. And, <laughs> How about you clock me in at seven? Are and you uh, back in the building? So we come in the building one day. They just announced today that we now need to come in the building two days. Is it going to slowly creep up to five? This, uh, this is what I think is going to happen. <laughs> Horrible. Horrible is right. There's no reason for us to be there. No, no, no. Especially since you can do it. From home. And they don't even have enough desks for us. I seeing all of these like building things, like all the you know corporate stuff. Like it's empty. People are just working from home. So now these buildings have just been, you know, can save money on rent. That's what I'm like. Navy Federal is supposedly bringing us back because they're losing money on this big empty building. But I'm like, so get rid of the big empty building. Right, right. Why not right. in charge of everything? 
I know, right? I don't know. I don't know what seeing each other face to face does, but it does nothing because we have to stagger our days because we don't have enough desks. So I'm actually not seeing most people face to face. I'm coming in and putting a headset on and logging into a Zoom. <laughs> you mean the same thing you could have been doing, you know, there at home in my sweatpants. <laughs> So we have nothing planned as far as trips go this summer. Typically, we go to Texas for 4th of July, but Shane has um, camp that week. So, and we normally go because of him because he likes to do fireworks. Um, <laughs> so we won't be having that. Um, so we don't really have anything planned this summer. For once, I feel like it's like a thing where we're not doing anything except uh, trying to build out this van. <laughs> Wait. So FYI, for those who don't know, because I don't think I put it anywhere, um, Mario and I bought a 1997 Dodge Ram B2500 van, and it is, as the guy who sold it to us called a shag wagon. So if you guys don't know what this van looks like, if you watched Scooby-Doo, <laughs> you do know what this looks like. This is what Shaggy drove. <laughs> So it has uh, the two front seats, the two middle seats are captain seats, and then the back is a bench that also seats. I think it's like a three-seater or whatever. So it came with all the original things in it. So if you can imagine something that is, what, 26 years old? If you don't rip out that stuff and put shag carpeting down or, like, all over, like, so the shag carpeting should just, like... I told more of that. I'm like, I feel like putting shag in it. Like, you need to put blinds. There's, there's that paper blind. There's those paper blinds in it. Girl, there's the paper blinds in it. And um, so I told her, I'm like, you should put shag on the bottom. But I feel bad for the dog's nails. Like, I feel like the dogs oh. would get hooked in it and stuff when they walk. Um, so we're thinking of building it out um, just, like, to take it um, on the road for now. I mean, it's working, but just to, like, get the back bench out and stuff. Eventually, what we'd like to get inside of it is to be able to drive the van to a spot and be able to camp out in it by itself. Is there a shower and toilet in it, which is what was asked of me? No, there is not. Will there be? No, there will not <laughs> be one. So I'm not sure how that's going to work for us, but it, it, it will have to work. Mainly why, why, why are we doing this? Because I'm wanting to go travel and see much of America that we have not seen yet. And I feel like that's kind of one of the better ways for us to be able to go in it. And we like each other. Because <laughs> I get that a lot. People are like, you know, you're going to have to be like inside of the thing forever with each other on the road, whatever. And like, we like each other. I'm telling you, four months ago, I'd have said, you're fucking crazy. But... After taking multiple trips with Patrick now, one to Tennessee and back, where we were literally in the car for like 10 hours, we travel really well together. Like, it's so fun. Like, we just travel well. Like, we listen to the same music. We listen to podcasts. We listen to stand-up. Sometimes we just sit quietly, and it's not weird. It's not awkward. We just, like, enjoy the silence. Like, we just... Hanging out with him is literally, like, hanging out with, like, my best friend like we just have so much fun together i wanted to go back i'm sorry i thought of something when you were saying that of the safe thing you were talking about before um just to go back um that's kind of why i don't like the whole prank thing mm -hmm. uh whenever i see like little shorts or whatever of couples doing that to each other 
I, I am always saying tomorrow, I'm like, I, I can't do the prank thing because what you're basically saying is that screw you for trusting me with whatever it is, right? If I'm walking into, like you said, like you walked into a thing like, oh, I'm trusting that this is a safe area for me. I walk in and now you violated that trust. I'm like, what is that? So when you're talking about safety, that's that's what kind of rang in my head when you said that. It resonated with me because I was like, that's why, that's exactly how I feel with Mario. It's just that safety thing. Like I know he he has my back and I have his in in stupid shit. Like you said, like like you're afraid of something and he's not going to come over and be like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, and t- and do that dig. So I feel the same way. I feel like if I have a if I have a fear of something, he's not going to be like in my face about it and find joy in that. Why? Why do you? <laughs> if you love me, why do you feel joy in that? I don't get that. So right. I don't understand. I don't understand the prank thing. But yeah, so we travel well together. Um, you know, we've we've been just for people who don't know who didn't listen to episode three. <laughs> uh, we've been together for twenty seven years now. So we've traveled by all. At this point, modes of transportation. We went to um, New York a few weeks ago. We took the train up, and then we took the ferry around. So I think in just that one trip, you know, we knocked off the last, <laughs> off the last two things, and we met my niece in in, uh, in New York, and then we all rode the train back together. So they knocked off all of the modes of transportation because they flew from Hawaii. So um, we travel well together and. Um, I'm hoping that the the van thing turns out and stuff. So we have a lot of work to do with it, but it'll yeah. be a fun project. Yeah, I hope so. I hope there's not going to be stupid shit that happens that's going to make me second guess. You know, the insurance thing was one. It's like can't find insurance on the thing, but um, we have just an FYI. I just thought it was funny that um, they considered it to be a company corporate van i'm like what am i transporting that's making it <laughs> doesn't say anything weird on the side it was like what are you tra- I, don't, I don't know so i'll um i'll for sure keep you in the loop on that because yes please i just went outside and i like yesterday, used armor all on it because uh, it's a thirty-year-old van, almost a thirty-year-old van. You know, like the insides kind of, you know, you've seen the thing. And I'm like, and it was hot. It was like Sunday when it was like crazy hot, right? And I was outside for like maybe not even a half an hour cleaning the inside. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I'm like, I'm done sweating, and like all of my paper towels are black, <laughs> <laughs> right? So, um, so we will be back. I don't know when. <laughs> yeah. And again, um, I know Brandy is wanting to come back on. I feel like we're going to circle back with everybody else who's in our little circle because they feel like when we did our initial, they're like, I have more stuff to say. I'm like, I'm sure you do. <laughs> say. I'm sure I get it. I know, right? Um, okay. Thanks for listening to our so-called like podcast. Don't forget, I guess I should have said that in the beginning. Uh, we can be found on Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, anywhere where you find your favorite podcast is where we are. And we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.
Okay.